here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Destination America's canceled TNA. An intelligent person is never afraid or ashamed to find errors in his understanding of things. Bryant H. McGill. I watched the right match this week, kids. It's Owen Hart versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania 10. Rob, please confirm. That's the correct match, right? That is indeed the correct match. Okay, great. Uh, Speaking of uh, errors in understanding, perhaps, from the Corrections and Retractions Department of Shake Them Ropes, Raw handled the women expertly this week, including Charlotte, who I have been tough on, and Dana Brooke, who I've been tough on. Both were phenomenal this week, as was the Sasha Banks versus Charlotte match. Yeah. In fact, Raw had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. SmackDown had a great main event segment this week and a great Dolph Miz segment to lead into No Mercy. Overall, it has been a very, very good week for the WWE leading into this weekend. Yeah. Now, as always, your host, Rob McCarron. Rob I thought that intro might actually go like 55 minutes. I thought it was just going to be the uh, the Jeff Hawkins show. Let me put it this way. I've done two shows, one on Raw and one on SmackDown, both at various neighborhoods, which I will plug at the end of this show. So it feels like I've been talking for 50 minutes straight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And that's the uh, that's the reason why I want a cough button for these random coughs I have. Uh, Shake Them Ropes episode 177. Rob McCarron here. That is Jeff Hawkins. You can follow him at Crap Game 13 on Twitter. Follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. If you are an iTunes subscriber, even if you are not, go leave us a rating and review if you would be so kind. Find Shake Them Ropes on iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. We got a couple of more in over the last week. I thank you, everyone who has gone on to the iTunes page to leave us a rating and review. We appreciate it. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all these other places. Uh, We have No Mercy to get to, as Jeff mentioned, and a lot of other stuff to get to as well. But I agree with your point. I thought the uh, Sasha Banks Charlotte presentation for the entire show and also happening at the main event of Raw uh, was phenomenal. The Los Angeles crowd was really into it. Uh, Sasha Banks is the new WWE Women's Champion once again. Both times winning it on Raw, Charlotte has still, uh, she's still undefeated on pay-per-view, is she not? She is. Yes, and now the question uh, is is coming out of this show. Will they wrestle again at Hell in a Cell? And if they do, Jeff, could this be the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match? Being rumored, I didn't think it would happen. I thought the optics and the barbarism of Hell in a Cell would be a little bit too much for the WWE to handle. I thought so too. But I'm sure that they're pushing for it in terms of 
wanting to be equal to the men, it would not shock me. And you're not going to get Sasha Banks off of the top of that cage. So, so something's. If, if I think it will go down, it's in Boston. I know that she wants to have a big match in her hometown, possibly as a main event, Hell in the Cell, which would be big for women's wrestling. I think, in my opinion, I know a lot of people kind of poo-poo it, all the all this equal stuff. But I, you know what? I love these women, and I, I really want them to have it. Hell for Sasha, women's wrestling, though, it'd be big for Raw yeah, to main event Sasha, that way. Sasha may die doing that match because you'll want to do too much. Uh, but overall, I think you know what you. you I, I complain a lot about the WWE. They have elevated this women's division. They got to keep doing it. That just can't be a special attraction of a one-time main event. And now I want them to do the same with the tag division and the cruiserweight division. Cause the cruiserweight division needs desperate help in my opinion. Um, especially after that second match on Monday, but good for the women. Good presentation again of Charlotte. <laughs> I can't hear you over this belt popped me. Like it shouldn't have, but it did. And Dana Brooks segment, I thought really came off well. Bailey is a, isn't a weak underdog. She was a fighting underdog here when Dana tried to bully her. I loved everything about that second half of that women's program. I mean that, and the video package was phenomenal. Dig in the history of NXT. I, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. I hope they don't give the belt right back to Charlotte at Hell in the Cell in Sasha's hometown. That's my big fear. And that would also, you know, extend the streak, Charlotte's pay-per-view streak, which you never know. Maybe that's something they want to push even higher. Uh, But at the same time, if Sasha is the one to end the streak, that's a pretty cool move too. Like Sasha Banks not only has won the championship, but now she's cemented it by being the one who has broken the pay-per-view streak of Charlotte. Uh, So yeah, I any anything to the point that some uh, were trying to make uh, that I've seen out there, I've heard out there, that why was WWE focusing so hard on Charlotte after the match as Raw came to a close instead of the victory of Sasha Banks? Uh, I kind of saw it 50-50 myself. How did you see that with the uh, camera continually on Charlotte there, almost in tears and dismay about losing her title? You know what? I hadn't thought about it. And then I'm gonna then be it honest. must not have punched you in the face that it was too obvious, right? I think the point for me was more her looking at the jumbotron than looking at Sasha. And then it uh, there was a really good explanation to me. She was so upset. She couldn't even look at Sasha. So right. she was looking at the jumbotron. I thought that was a really cool touch. I mean, I, you know what? They are probably focusing on Charlotte. I, I understand the point, but the cynic in me isn't looking at it. Like they really wanted to focus on Charlotte. Charlotte was the one who got the mainstream press out of it. So I think that's why, well, in terms also, of the Forbes article. Yeah, and even if it's, uh, you know, even if it's just an issue of Charlotte was looking at the screen because she's walking away from the ring, she just loses, right? And the screen is replaying what happened and she's like forced to confront it and she doesn't want to confront it. So she doesn't know where to go. She just stopped there. Can't go back to the ring because her title's in someone else's arms. Can't go up the ramp because she's staring at the replay. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought Charlotte in this entire presentation was absolutely amazing because I think post-match she, she played it up a little bit too much about no, that yeah. title's mine. That was a little bit much, but other than that, I mean, but you can't ding her for that. And either, this program's not over. Right. The program's not over. It's not like they're going away from these two. So focus no. on both of them. It, I don't think they were focusing on any one more than the other. And you, you're going to have this rematch most likely at hell in the cell. We already have one match for hell in the cell with Roman Reigns and Rusev. I, I would imagine there might be another one. 
And right now, I don't know if Kevin Owens is in a program heated enough to actually call for a Hell in a Cell match because this Seth Rollins thing, right now they're they're split with tag teams and you don't know really what's going on. And Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens hasn't really necessarily been focused on outside interference. Yeah, there's a lot of people involved, but it's not like Chris Jericho is continually interfering in Kevin Owens matches. Yeah. Holy God, that corkscrew moonsault. (laughs) (laughs) You could always have a hell in a cell for that, for Seth Rollins going crazy. I mean, I'll I'll give you that story real quick. I I, I watched Raw at After Buzz because I did the show there Monday. Mm -hmm. And we're watching around the table with... We're watching the yeah we're watching that with the he- with headphones on around a TV at, at the at a small table because they have these small tables set up for other shows to watch their shows and then take notes and then they go into a studio and record and she does that corkscrew moonsault and there are people standing kind of watching behind us and everybody just kind of throws their hands up and just goes ah like this goes just disturbs the entire studio yeah, that, that Charlotte <laughs> uh, that was the that was the move that Ric Flair was talking about on his debut podcast right that, that Charlotte was going to bust out at SummerSlam but never really got to to happen yeah. at SummerSlam yeah busted out on Raw here uh, your point about the cruiserweight division you know I thought the first week it was cool uh, that they did the different color ropes and they make it this special presentation but then it starts to get into Sin Cara territory where it just doesn't fit on the Raw show. And you would rather just kind of slowly merge them into raw, making the com- or making the fans think that, okay, this is a regular, you know, it's a special thing, but it's also a regular thing. Like we don't have to think this is either above raw or below raw. We don't have to put it in the back of our minds. Like they should be equal to the other raw stars for the positives, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have to go all out with that type of presentation on it. Um, I think the fans are coming around on TJ Perkins. He's getting uh, good reactions there in LA. Uh, and now we need to build up the rest of the division so that when Tony Nese comes out and Rich Swan comes out, it's the fans aren't thinking, oh, this isn't the TJ Perkins guy. I don't have to care about this match. Agreed. And the way they did Swan this week, I think they did him wrong. They're, they're marketing him as the guy who likes to have fun and dance. And that's not going to win. I mean, and, and then not win against a guy who's not on the roster, which mm-hmm. drove me nuts. What drove me especially nuts was they play this video package of him having fun and dancing. And then they have Corey Graves, the heel announcer, give his life story about the tough times with his mom dying and growing up in Baltimore instead of playing the CWC promo where he says it in his own words. And that would have helped get him over, in my opinion, is watching him in his own words tell his story and watch him get emotional about it and have that emotional connection. And then, have, look, I love Tony Nese, but... Look, this 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 division is in its infancy. You need to start building up other guys to build up as credible title contenders. And Rich Swan was a guy people were starting to get behind, and now you just have him lose. That drove me nuts. Yeah, I, they're going early with the old uh, 50-50 booking. 50-50, exactly. You know, with, the, with these cruiserweights, who, and who's going to break out? Maybe there will be a story there. Like, who's going to break out? Is it going to be Tony Nese? Is it going to be uh, anyone? In that division, could it be Cedric Alexander? Could Grand Metallic come in and, and be the guy who breaks out? Uh, right now, we got TJ Perkins on the road again with Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick gets a win on Raw, so we're getting into. Well, you know what's uh, killing it? You, you know what's really killing it? What's is killing the fact it? That, that, well, not killing it, but but really hurting it is they want to do the handshake gimmick like the tournament where it's sportsmanship and things like that, but they still want the heel face dynamic. So I think they gave Nice the win to build up a second heel in the division. Oh sure, yeah. Tony Nese could be the next guy. 
but it just makes no sense to do both. Just either keep it a straight heel face dynamic without the handshake and no. the different presentation or do the different presentation and be able to build up a face face match based on who can win the match. You can do that, but you can't have both. I don't think you could be right there. Could be right there. Uh, we got no mercy coming up, uh, pretty soon. I wanted to talk about, uh, that and the kind of the stuff that happened on SmackDown tonight, as we are recording this on Tuesday night, right after SmackDown, right after Jeff has already done two hours of audio, obviously yeah. not as good of audio as this is going to be. Cause we are the top of the mountain, everybody, but guys, we've been telling you for weeks, it's time to quit stalling. It's time to check out dollar shave club and you can right now for free. That's right. Get your first month free at dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes, Jeff. That's right, Rob. See why over 3 million members love Dollar Shave Club and their great blades delivered right to your door for a third of the price of what Razor Corporations charge. means you don't have to go out to the store. They'll come to you. DSC is more than just great blades. Try out their pre- and post-shave creams, styling gels, and body cleansers all by signing up now at dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. I've tried them all. I've taken all the free samples. I've also taken all the free samples because token isn't a word. Get me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I've been too busy. (laughs) I haven't been studying my English. I've been too busy using that Dr. Carver's shave butter that you can't get your hands on unless you sign up at dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. We've told you before, you'll never go back to shaving with expensive blades that you have to go at the store to get. They're so confident in their products that they're giving you your first month free. Just pay shipping. And after that, it's just a few bucks a month. There are no hidden fees, no long-term commitments, and best yet, your first month is free. Go now, dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. All right, guys, y'all already know why I'm here, so I don't get fined. So let's make this quick and painless. Uh, First question, any questions? Any questions? Tom. Tom. Titus, did Sami Zayn do anything to surprise you tonight? Many thought, based on size alone, that you would have beaten Sami. <laughs> Tom, first off, uh, Sami Zayn didn't beat Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil beat Titus O'Neil. I mean, I can understand this man being on cloud nine. That might be the biggest victory of his entire life. He was in the ring with Titus O'Neil. You know what I mean? I, I could be president of the United States of America if we weren't so late in the game. Everybody loved Titus O'Neil. Thought I turned my ring off. So are you saying that Sami Zayn's victory tonight was bigger than when he defeated Kevin Owens at Battleground? Hold on. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hey, hold on. I'm doing this press conference. Hold on a second. All right, guys. If there's no further questions, I'll, uh, we'll pick this up next week. And uh, remember, if you're going to win... Hashtag make it a win. Jeff, did you see this Titus O'Neil press conference on the WWE.com YouTube page? Yes, I did. What'd you think about the old? uh, (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's kind of like MVP ish. This is what MVP was when he first came in. And I feel like Titus O'Neil could probably pull it off better. And I'm excited to see Titus O'Neil try to pull it off better. I want the nothing but football cliches for this gimmick. Yes. Football. Just to I make want, fun of the NFL. I want cliche, him next week. Yes. Next week he comes out and, and, and instead of answering questions, all he does is say, we're on to Cincinnati. 
We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> we're, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on. Like Belichick. I just want him to be be Belichick for one of these press conferences. Does he does he sub Cincinnati for like a superstar? So he, he loses to Sami Zayn here and maybe next oh, week on that. Raw. Yeah. On to Darren Young. On to Darren, Darren Young. Yep. On to Darren Young. No, that, that's perfect. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Tom Phillips is the perfect foil for this because he's he plays such a great white bread patsy. I love to that anybody. Tom Phillips is at the table asking his questions. He's the only one present for the Titus O'Neil press conference there in the raw building. And he's looking at his iPad going down the list to find the next question for Titus O'Neil. And he reads the question. So monotone and Titus O'Neil is too busy talking on his phone for the one reporter who decided to show up because, you know, he's in his own world. He's in his own egotistical world. It doesn't matter if one reporter shows up or it's sold out. He's the big star no matter what. And uh, yeah, we're on we're on to Darren Young. I got a big keep test. Charlie, I got a big test Charlie next Car- week with Braun Strowman. I got a big test. <laughs> yes, you keep Charlie Caruso away from these because she is sweetness and light. Now, Tom Phillips is perfect for this. Well, what I would love uh, if they want to keep mm-hmm. doing this, and I hope they do, is maybe Titus O'Neil picks up a win against maybe a jobber one week, and you start seeing Charlie show up. Maybe he picks up a couple of more wins and all of a sudden Michael Cole has decided to come and you just get the bigger and bigger reporter and announcer names in WWE to start to show up. Maybe even one week as you head into like a Survivor Series uh, pay-per-view, Renee Young from SmackDown has to see what's going on on this Raw side with Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil is the hottest free agent. Yeah, and then you you could use that to build him up. You can. I just don't see them building him up here. I think this is just going to be straight comedy. Even if they just do it on the YouTube page to see if it catches fire, (laughs) you know. Because the uh, the yeah, Wednesday well, interviews with Kevin Owens caught fire. The the Heath Slater, the whole angle there was was YouTube and uh, and WWE.com as the free agent when he was in, during the draft. When the lights went out of the room. I'm a little distracted because there is a, uh, a spider on my microphone. Okay. This, this spider has. Well, uh, while you're distracted, I, I will I will ask you, did you see this Seth Rollins promo from Raw? No. You didn't? Okay. Who watches Raw? I did because I had to talk about it. But, I mean, yes, it was I just, well, later he comes out and high fives the New Day, which makes him a baby face. But this promo made it so weird whether or not he was a face or a heel. It, it, he, he comes out and he's like, he's chastising Kevin Owens for, well, he takes shortcuts and, he, and he's, and he's Triple H's favorite and he's his pet. And you're just looking at him going, yeah, well, you did all those things. And then he quotes, his money in the bank cash in as hard work. And you're just like, if he had That's said his money, in, well, if he, yeah, if he had said my money in the bank, win at Roman reigns at money in the bank. Yeah, that's hard work, but the cash in wasn't. And then later he's just turned full fledged face. And I'm just like, I am so confused as to what they're doing with this character right now. <laughs> uh, and then Cass and Enzo just made a mockery of Susan G. Komen, which made me angry. They I thought Daniel it. Bryan did a good job. Daniel Bryan yeah. did a great job tonight. Daniel Bryan, and he was, was the right reverence. person to do it too. Yes. He, he was the right person yes. to do it. And that's why John Cena Cass. is so great because he's the right person to do it. Enzo Cass segment. Someone needed to be shot for suggesting that they do comedy with breast cancer yeah. survivors. Yeah. That's all Enzo knows how to do though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, and I understand the point. They didn't, they didn't want to drag everybody down. They wanted to be uplifting and who better than the two funny people. But you're just like, no, this is not the time for that. Spider keeps getting closer to the actual head of the microphone. And Look, kill the damn spider and let's do the I, show. Well, I can't right? just attack my microphone. I mean, I guess I could. 
What if my audio goes out? Then, you know, well, I guess then half of the listeners are happy. Look, here's what you do. You ask me a question and I expound on it and you mute, mute your mic, kill the spider, come back like nothing happened. Like Jeff, a that's what profession. that's what a professional audio show would do. Yes. Yes. That's what a and that's uh, is that what we are? We have to be better than. <laughs> no, it sounds I like I caught you there a little bit. It sounds like I caught well, you like, oh, wait, I was, shoot. Think, I was trying to think of a Joe Lanza joke there and I didn't want to do it. Who's that? It's that guy on that flagship show on that network we're on. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Titus O'Neill. Titus O'Neill. I want him to so badly be a better version of MVP because I thought MVP could have had a long and MVP did fine for himself in WWE. He made a name for himself for sure. I mean, he went from Antonio Banks, who no one cared about, to MVP, a guy who people still care about. His entrance was my favorite things with the smoke tunnel. I loved that along with the song. But how, I don't how old want, is I don't, Titus O'Neil? Does he have still? I, think, I feel like he's older, but does he still have time? He's uh, he's thirty nine, so he's getting up there. Yeah, he's getting up there. But uh, I mean, Jesus, you know, nineteen ninety seven. The that's how old Bret Hart was in nineteen ninety seven. Thirty nine years old when he jumped to uh, to WCW. Um, I actually looked that up because we're going to talk about Bret Hart Owen Hart later on on the show from WrestleMania ten. And that match, one of the matches that a lot of people call the best opener in WrestleMania history. Uh, Bret Hart, 36 year old, uh, years old in that match. 36 years old. You know who else is going to be 36 years old on Sunday for his match at No Mercy? Dolph. The Miz. Oh, The Miz is 36. Wow. I didn't Dolph maybe too. But yeah, The Miz is 36 coming into his, uh, his own here. Uh, the Miz possibly uh, trying to hit his peak. Because uh, I wouldn't even call his WrestleMania main event the peak of The Miz by any means. No. Uh, he was a prop more for the John Cena and uh, The Rock thing. But yes, we are going to have The Miz and Dolph Ziggler uh, coming up at No Mercy. We had quite the documentary and quite the promo segment with The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. The return of the Spirit Squad happened today on SmackDown, sir. Oh, this entire thing was fantastic. The The video segment was absolutely great. Dolph's reaction to Miz talking was great. Kenny Dykstra being back on my TV is great because he still looks in shape. He was one of my favorite things about the wrestling retribution project. He looks like he could. Uh, yeah, he looks like he could get signed tomorrow. He's only 30. He's still. Uh, I mean, he's I mean, he was like a Chris Masters guy who got pushed very, very young and then they gave up on him. And he was still, you know, touted as, well, maybe he's a guy who could go somewhere after getting some seasoning. And he just decided to go get a degree in education, play college football instead. But yeah, no, he's in shape and do it. I liked that segment. I liked the dopiness of the Dolph cheer. I loved everything about this segment. It got me hyped for this match. Now, my question to you is, what's the outcome here? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, there could be obviously a couple of different outcomes. They're really playing up this end of the career of Dolph Ziggler. I, you know what? The thing I thought, and I kind of got shot down by sap a bit that they wouldn't do something like this. So I'll put it to you. Former guest of the show, Sean Ross sap. Yes. Um, I think they may kill the Dolph Ziggler name here and bring him back as Nick Nemeth. Really though? I mean, he's been it, Dolph Ziggler for such a long time. This has to be a bait and switch of some kind. It doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to be. Dolph Ziggler could straight up win the Intercontinental title playing off I, all the rumors. You don't want to have him win a 
I don't. Miz is too hot right now. Well, you don't want to do that, I don't think. Well, I know that. I don't want it to happen either, but I mean, how you about could. A, how, about a, how about a DQ win? Would that, that be oh, too after, anticlimactic? After this, that would piss me off. Would like it? I w- On a brand split pay-per-view where you're going to have six matches and you get more time for all of them, yes, if there's a double DQ for Dolph and The Miz, which is my main event of the show, as not great as AJ a, Styles is, this is my main event of the show. I better get a result. Not even a not even a double DQ, a DQ win. So he still wins the match, but he doesn't win the title, and he doesn't have to give up his career. No, that I would okay. hate it. I would hate it. I'm, right. I I mean, I would obviously we'll see how it happens, but I feel like that's a result that I would hate if it happens on Sunday. Let me play this then. What is the upside of having Dolph win this title? Because he's just gonna have to lose it again, like a loser. Yeah, but at I least mean, they, he won one. Whoopty crap, it's the secondary title. He was, I mean, they're playing up that he used to be world champ for all of a 10 minutes. It, it's a secondary title that they've tried to elevate. They've done it on okay. Raw. The U.S. title is elevated with Roman Reigns holding it. Uh, this yeah. is a secondary title that means a little bit more than <laughs> it has in two years, this Intercontinental Championship. The last time the Intercontinental Championship meant anything was when Daniel Bryan won it at WrestleMania, and he had to lose it the very next month because of injury. Okay. So uh, okay. this is this is something that is a year and a half in the making. I feel like this is a, a good thing for Sunday. I feel like it's been built up well. I think The Miz has been one of SmackDown's hottest stars. I mean, we're talking about The Miz, Dolph Ziggler as a great match that has a great build to it. Uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan stuff on Talking Smack was excellent. Uh, the Miz is a guy that, you know, you're, it's making me forget a little bit about John Cena even being on the show. It's making me forget about Dean Ambrose. The Miz is my number one guy on SmackDown, uh, you know, right there up with AJ Styles. He's doing great. Oh, I agree. He's number one on your SmackDown power rankings then, huh? He is number one on my SmackDown power <laughs> rankings. Yes, I revealed that a couple of minutes ago here on the show for those uh, referencing. But uh, yes, SmackDown power rankings. Number one, The Miz. This match I am super excited for. You asked about the result. What do I think is going to happen? I think mm-hmm. The Miz is going to win. I think Dolph Ziggler leaves WWE. How about that? Take that. Wow. Okay. I think he's done going to go work the indies he's going to be he's going to be the guy that tna gets at their next set of tapings that we don't know are going to actually happen and he's going to be the one to uh de-elevate uh cody rhodes as cody rhodes is the one to de-elevate damian sandow he's the next wwe star who comes in and just immediately gets a title shot because hey he was in wwe he's important our guys aren't he is it's dolph ziggler dolph ziggler we're going to be asking people where's dolph ziggler going to wrestle at WrestleMania weekend next year. He's going to work ROH, Evolve, New Japan. Where's Dolph going to be? I think, you know what? I tell you right now, Dolph Ziggler. I'm putting my money on him to win next year's G1. <laughs> tell me where I'm wrong. I think he's the favorite, him or Shibata. Definitely not Toru Yano. Got Keep that digging. straight. Keep digging. <laughs> you really think he's no seriously I, I that's a bit right you don't think he's leaving i don't think he's leaving okay i think it's a possibility i don't think it's going to happen i think he's going to win the intercontinental championship i think it's going to be the uh the remarkable moment because i think aj styles is retaining the wwe title so i think your your big feel-good moment is dolph ziggler saving his career and you'll have dolph ziggler in the miz in a rematch at survivor series that was a great segment too, the main event segment. I thought. Main event, let's, get, let's get let's get into this old uh, Survivor Series show, not Survivor Series. No, no mercy. mercy. Let's get into No Mercy. 
after No Mercy, we got Bret Hart, Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. We got some news, too. Jim Ross breaking news, or trying to, on his Twitter feed. Uh, let's get into this No Mercy show, though. Added tonight on the show, Nikki Bella versus Carmella. It is Nikki Bella versus Carmella, one of two women's matches on the pay-per-view. I don't believe it will be the kickoff show. I want I want this to happen on the actual show. And Carmella has done really well in her heel role. Uh, Nikki Bella, I feel, is still better in the heel role, but that's not what she's been given to play right now. The crowd still loves her. Uh, Nikki Bella and Carmella, this is a 50-50 toss-up for me, but I think Nikki Bella is going to be the one to get the win. I think since she lost at the last pay-per-view to Carmella, I think she wins here. But I would love nothing more than the story of Nikki Bella is a great performer who just cannot beat one person in the division. And I'd love that to be Carmella. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Nikki Bella wins. I cannot locate the spider anymore. So if I jump up and make a weird sound, it's because this uh, spider has uh, foiled me. So hopefully uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Sure thing, Indiana Jones. I'm not Indiana Jones. I am in Indiana, though. Hate spiders. Hate spiders. And they all come (laughs) out there in the fall because the fall in Indiana is when they all lay their eggs and their babies, you know, hatch. And then they're ready in the spring to just run amok all over the place. So that's what this. And then, you, and, then and then you go show your pig to the uh, to the state fair, and he wins first place. And the spider, you know, makes a web that says "some pig." Yeah, I know how it is in the sticks. You know what, though, I tell you, <laughs> you talk about pigs and you make your jokes about the uh, the fairs here in Indiana, but that was a hot topic this year. The county fair uh, here has foiled those, has thwarted, has stopped, has ended the practice of pig wrestling at the county fair. That was a big hot topic here uh, just a month ago or so at the county fair is no more pig wrestling. And people were were boycotting the fair because of this. So what am I raising a pig for if I can't wrestle it? Oh, man, I could get in such trouble here. You should just move on. Could raise a bear. You see this Daniel Bryan is uh, is really playing up the the bear documentary, Defeat the Bear wants to wrestle a bear or he's the bear. I don't ex- I don't exactly know how it works with Daniel Bryan. Maybe that's a uh, topic for another show. Uh, what do you think about this? Kurt Hawkins, uh, Kurt Hawkins, big Kurt Hawkins announcement was in fact that he is debuting at no mercy. Uh, Kurt Hawkins against an opponent to be named later. Uh, an any opponent chance? to be named Apollo Cruz. I have to feel <laughs> it's going to be Apollo Cruz. Now, could this be, we talked about it last week on the show that Kurt Hawkins is being extra campy. He's a joke of a character. I don't think him winning his debut match is necessary. I think Apollo Crews comes in and beats him. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's 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 the whole reason they've played up this entrance thing. And then what do you do with Kurt Hawkins? He's just a goofball. He's a geek. He's a la- he 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 turns into Heath Slater. Okay, but isn't Heath Slater still kind of Heath Slater though? I think they they you have to change Heath Slater. I, I do. I think you have to give him some uh, some some credibility now and start building him because you already have a heel goof. Because you have Heath Slater and Rhino defending the tag team titles against Jay and Jimmy, the Tamatanga brothers, and I think the Usos are going to win. I think the Usos are taking the titles here, and then does Heath Slater go back to being Heath Slater, or is Heath Slater a more serious uh, candidate for victories? I don't think they win here. I don't think the Usos win. I think American Alpha ruins it for them. I think they win a little bit later. I think Heath and, and Rhino still have some legs in them. By the way, breaking news, Blue Jays 5, Orioles no. 2. No. Mm-hmm. 
No. Walk who, off. Hit, who hit it? Walk, walk off home run by uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Ah, damn. I wanted the Orioles to. I had no uh, contender in this fight until that eighth inning when the Blue Jays fans were throwing bottles of beer and cans of beer at Orioles outfielders. Hey, Ozer. I wanted the <laughs> Orioles to win so bad. Sorry to the Canadian listeners who uh, probably actually don't care much about the Blue Jays, but maybe they do. Uh, I would have I would have liked to see the Orioles win that one, but oh well. Oh well. Okay. Things happen. Uh, back so you, to this. You have Heath Slater and Rhino uh, defending. Um, you know, I, I just think they're going to go right to Usos and American Alpha. That's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's for the tag team titles. They go there. Heath Slater and Rhino had their fun. Heath Slater got his contract. It's over. And maybe maybe you do something with Heath Slater in the singles division. Uh, maybe he wrestles against Rhino and that the team is over. Maybe they stay a tag team. I don't know. Uh, Rhino's it's, also it's going, got his election yeah. stuff to do. It's going to the Usos eventually. I I just don't know if it's now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's now. But I thought they were going to start sowing some seeds of doubt with Slater and Rhino, and they haven't done that. They really haven't. They haven't no, they've been up a, on that. They've been a team. Yeah, they've been a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. and, and why not? Rhino is thankful that hey, he won the tag team uh, tag team championship. Like this is a guy. Rhino was a more serious guy. He's not going to you know be a he Slater type. But he's also thankful he got the job, right? Because he was a guy who was still trying to get signed to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like that they went 100% full throttle with those two. Uh, before we get too much into the big part of the card, probably going to be a kickoff match. Uh, that kickoff match, I would imagine at this point, is going to be Baron Corbin and Jack Swagger. Oh, I thought it might be, you know, the hype bros and the Ascension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had the Ascension come out and face off with the hype bros. Hype bros getting a win against the Vaude villains. So, yes, what the Vaude the villains. Hell? What in the hell was that that Mojo Raleigh was doing? That hammer time crap. Oh, my God. That was cringeworthy. That might be the worst move in WWE. <laughs> it's Mojo Raleigh, though. That's what he does. Oh, That's who he is. So bad. That's who he is. It makes me... Makes me want to quit talking about wrestling. Does it That's really? It I, I yes. think I think you just doing a show on Monday and two shows on Tuesday is making you want to quit <laughs> talking about wrestling. No, because I had fun talking about that. But man, that, that Mojo Raleigh thing. I mean, you know, you want to talk wrestling in public and you can't because it's like you. That's what the, that's the thing you turn on the TV and then your parents walk in and they just go, why do you watch this dumb stuff? Yeah. And I go, I don't know. I can't explain it. For the uh, for those of you out there, we've referenced it too many times now. I feel like I just want to say it uh, and mention it. You know, Jeff Hawkins does on Tuesday nights a post SmackDown review show with Sean Ross Sapp, who was guested on our podcast for Fightful.com. Mm-hmm. Monday night, he was a special guest on AfterBuzz TV, which is Maria Menounos's, uh whole shindig there. Uh, you were mm-hmm. a guest with Marquia McCarty, who has also been a guest on this show a couple of times. You were you were in the studios live. Now, you yeah, had mentioned... You mentioned that, uh, yeah, I'm glad it was a fun time for you. Um, you mentioned that you're you're all back there watching TV shows. Effectively, you're reviewing all these different TV shows. They don't just do wrestling. They do, like, uh, I think every show, every show, every show like you everything. can think of. They have a team that does a show after it. Yeah, yeah. Steve Kaufman, who's been a guest on the show before, uh, does a review show, I believe, for Suits. Uh, Suits is yeah. one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Uh, Christian Rosenberg, who's been on the show, also does a show there. Does, like, I think, SmackDown. So how many, I mean, how many studios are there? Cause there's like five different TV shows happening at any one time that you guys are talking about. So it's not like you can all record in the same studio. No, they have four small TV studios to do the after shows. And then they have about eight, I think eight, uh, like K 
cafe tables almost you'd have at a coffee shop type of thing or a, or a small restaurant with TVs on the walls and the teams sit around there and they watch on uh, everybody has a direct TV receiver so they can rewind if they need to and with headphones and everybody watches the show there takes notes and then they go into a studio and they record their show see I would like I think it should be the opposite watch the TV show in the small TV studio and then talk about it and record it at the small table that feels like a coffee shop. Okay. I would, if we were doing the show live, if we were staying in the same place, um, I don't know if I would do the whole, you know, couch and desk and whole recording setup and, and table. I would do like a small coffee table. We're sitting around there drinking our tea and we're talking about graps and we're talking about can Nikki Bella rise to the top again? Can Nikki Bella be this year's Miami Hurricanes take a little time off? Get back to the top. Can she do it? This is a weird tangent from you. I don't know. I'm just thinking about what would I do if I was Maria Menounos and had my name on this AfterBuzz TV? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to avoid eating a hat is all I'm trying to do. I know you are. I'm not really people trying. Mad. I, people, people are starting are to get mad a little mad at you. Yes. I apologize. Uh, they're not mad enough yet. They're not mad enough. We did a record number of downloads last week. I again thank everyone for uh, for listening to us two, two gas bags talk about pro graps. Uh, we have the women's championship. Let's get into this one. Talked mm-hmm. about how Raw presented Charlotte and Sasha Banks last night. We have Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Becky Lynch has to remain the champion. She does. This is a title that she should hold for a long time, probably all the way to WrestleMania. And I would love for a Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella match at WrestleMania. Like Nikki Bella can go back heel in a little bit. And then just those two conglomerates uh, clash at WrestleMania. I completely agree. It needs to be Nikki Bella versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Maybe with a stipulation of some sort. I like that they may be building the seeds here with Becky continuing to come in and save Sasha from Carmella. But this Becky match from Carmella or Nikki or from Becky, Carmella. Too Becky many of these. Carmella. Yeah, there's too many. Um, yes, Becky has to retain, but this is Alexa Bliss's coming out party. Oh, yeah. On the main roster. Oh, yeah. This is and look, I'm not going to hold out hope that it's at the level of, say, Sasha Bailey at TakeOver. Or at Takeover Respect, uh-huh. but I have high hopes for it. I think I think they're going to want to put on a show here. I think Becky's probably going to be the one calling this in the ring. I think I think Alexa's going to want to show off her athleticism a bit. If she doesn't try and do too much, if she slows down, which are the problems that they have on the Raw roster, I think she's going to be fine. And I think this should be a pretty good match. I I, I think. Uh, they're going to err on the side of the Alexa bliss histrionics, which you'll have to forgive, but I think as a match, it should be fine. And I'm looking forward to it. Actually. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they do really, really well. And they help elevate this division. Cause I want two strong women's divisions. I would love it too. I would like two strong women's divisions. I would like two strong tag team divisions. I would like two strong world heavyweight championship divisions. And even with Kevin Owens being the world champion on raw, I don't think we have that on raw. I mean, I don't buy Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens being this big time program yet because Seth Rollins no. is more, 
you know, associated with Stephanie and Triple H. Kevin Owens exactly. right now is more associated with Enzo and Cass and this Chris Jericho thing. Everything seems rambled all in a bad way on Raw right now, and it's mm-hmm. not focused. Where SmackDown, it's definitely focused, even though we have an extra guy in the bunch with Dean Ambrose, even though also Dean Ambrose has come on strong the last couple of weeks and started to fill the role. Uh, so SmackDown definitely wins in that regard is having the stronger world heavyweight division. I would also like one strong cruiserweight division. And we've talked about that before where we haven't, we don't have that yet, but it is too early to tell. It took them six months to build up the women's division on raw. Hopefully it does not take them that long for the cruiserweight division, but I agree. I I want Becky Lynch to retain and be a strong champion for this brand to kind of cement it down and, and, and keep it strong and get it stronger because you start potatoing the title right now, it's the worst possible time for a belt that's only been around for one month. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Intercontinental Championship career versus title. The Miz, Dolph Ziggler. We've talked about this one a little bit. Uh, I am going with Dolph Ziggler winning the Intercontinental Championship, but I also believe that the Miz retaining straight up is a likely possibility. I would not be a fan of your thought that we could see mm. a DQ or some no. type of non-finish, some type of no, non-finish, that, no matter what. That's not, that's not my thought. That oh, was, okay. uh, that was the a possibility. Other, that was our neighbor. Yeah. Um, I think Ms. wins. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Were you not ch- you chastising me just about 15 minutes ago thinking Dolph Ziggler was going to leave? You're thinking the name change is more uh, likely. I think a name change is more likely than him leaving or they, they figure out the way to bring him back as Mrs. Lackey. I think that's the only two. Kind of, I mean, but I mean, I just put that as a possibility because of the rumor that they're going to stick Dolph with Jack Swagger and do that, that, that varsity club type gimmick. And they may just want to play upon his wrestling pass because he just got in the hall of fame. I think they may just think, you know, they've been bringing in AJ Styles with his name. They've been bringing in other guys with their names. They may just think Dolph Ziggler's a stupid name now. That might just be Vince. Okay, but that's not necessarily a way around the stipulation. The stipulation is that Dolph Ziggler is putting his career on the line. He said my career. He didn't say Dolph Ziggler's career. That's the bait and switch, though. Right, but it, it's not really, I mean, if it makes I'm sense. I'm not for sure. it. I, I, don't, I don't know how they get out of this. I was just looking at that as uh. a possibility. I think Miz has to win to keep this story going somehow, though. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would love, uh, we've talked about it on the show before, I want to see the Miz go into WrestleMania. I want to see apparently every champion just go into WrestleMania as champion. Like no title changes Miz, until I want to see Miz break the honky-tonk man's record on this one. I think he deserves it. God. I think he's a better intercontinental. As long as you don't chant "You deserve it, Adam," I think I'll be fine with that. Okay. This "You deserve it" chant. You see, TNA tried to get a "You deserve it" chant going, so they decided to get a "You deserve it" chant. Let's make Eddie Edwards our world champion. Oh, Rob, you don't deserve anything. Just to get a reaction. Let's put Eddie <laughs> Edwards as our world champion. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's lighting the world on fire. You know what? Let's let Eddie Edwards beat him. What is with you today? You are just going on these weird asides where I'm just like, and you were telling me we need to stay focused because we only have 50 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. That's right. I was, I was staying focused. TNA. Yeah. Yeah. I was Mm -hmm. spiders, which I I can't find again. It it came back for a minute and I did everything I could not to, uh, not to attack it. I'm just going to let it live. I mean, it can, it can live a life. I mean, it's life is like 14 days. Why should I shorten it? You know? I'm philanthropic that way. Get to the next match. Next match is, oh, you want to get to the next match. Yeah, you get to the next match. You talk about this one. I know you have to get to bed, Jeff. Yes, I do. 
Maybe this match might put you there. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Oh, dear God. Oh, this whole program is so full of suck. Um, Randy Orton RKO's him or, <laughs> or a hologram appears. One of the two. I just... I. That whole story tonight was just so bad and such a waste of time. And they're not, they're not heightening anything about Bray Wyatt. So, okay, great. He can disappear. So can I. Those are my thoughts on Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. (laughs) That was on purpose. Dead air. This match should have happened a month ago. Yeah. And I know Randy Orton was hurt and that sucks and they couldn't do it. But he wasn't hurt enough to go in there and do an RKO and then the very next night do an RKO. And I understand how he can technically not be cleared and still do a move because doing those bumps are part of the clearing process. So really what he did at that backlash pay-per-view was just him going out there and effectively a medical evaluation. I get it, but this match should have happened already. I was ready for it last month. I don't care much about it now because we've gotten an extra four weeks of build for a match that already had four weeks of build and that build wasn't that great and it's making me less interested in this Randy Orton match and you know what? Damn it. Randy Orton wearing pants so much on Raw or SmackDown is weird to me. He went four years not wearing pants and now he's wearing pants every week. This whole Wyatt family gimmick's dead though because Rowan's out again for another four to six months. Braun Strowman's cutting his own promos. They've been snake bit and you would imagine with them being from the pits of Louisiana that snake bitten happens quite often. Why do you make aspersions about Louisiana and then defend Indiana Indiana and their pig wrestling? They're snakes. Okay. First of all, you were the one talking about pigs. I confirmed your suspicions about pigs. I, in made, a Charlotte, I made a Charlotte's web reference that you missed. I, <laughs> I Okay. Congratulations. I wonder how many people out there got the Charlotte's web reference. I trust that our fans are literate. It's not a literacy thing. I've read Charlotte's web. I don't remember all of it. I remember who there was a spider. Read, hold on. Who read it to you? I read it. I'm a reader. I will have you all know. Right. I've read books. I wasn't sure how the Indiana school system was out there. Oh, the Indiana school system, not that great, but <laughs> I read books independently. I, I read this one <laughs> going into high school. I read some book about Japanese rice farming. I read the best books, all of the best books. I read the best books. They were the longest <laughs> books. I read them in the quickest amount of time. <laughs> I was the best reader. I hear people tell me that I'm the best reader all the time. <laughs> Oh, we're getting too inside baseball for for the non-Americans, so we should move on. <laughs> AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and John Cena. It is the triple threat for the WWE World Championship. I think AJ Styles retains. Uh, John Cena has been excellent here. Dean Ambrose is coming into his own. AJ Styles has kind of been like the third guy to me. Like he's the one who doesn't really fit in, but he's the champion. So he doesn't have to do all the stuff that John Cena has to do and that Dean Ambrose has to do. Uh, It's ridiculous that John Cena is getting this match because if this were real life, he doesn't deserve it one bit, but it's John Cena. He decided, you know what? I want a world title match. I know I've lost to you twice, AJ Styles. I know I lost clean to Dean Ambrose on SmackDown, but damn it, put me in the world title match anyway. Uh, Any chance John Cena continues his main event pay-per-view streak and wins the world title? Or will someone else put him down for the first time in like a decade? I don't think he's involved in the pinfall. I, I think AJ Styles retains. I don't think Cena gets the belt until it's a bigger show. 
I, I think this is too small of a show for him to break the record, to be honest with you. Um, I like this program a lot. I thought Dean's promo tonight was great. I thought AJ's promo tonight was great, especially with the implied history between AJ Styles and Ric Flair, which from TNA, which some people probably didn't don't get, but nevertheless, it's out there. If you if you know, it's it's kind of cool to see him say that he's not as good that Cena's not as good as Flair. Um, I, I think. I think this breaks off into two separate one-on-one programs. I think eventually it becomes Cena and Ambrose and then Cena and then AJ for the big title win for the, for history. But right now I think AJ needs this belt. I think AJ is doing a great job with this belt. So keep it on him. I think AJ should remain the champion until WrestleMania. <laughs> Still the, your, your trumpet may be my favorite that you've ever done on this show, by the way. If Kurt Hawkins doesn't wrestle Apollo Crews, who could the other opponent possibly be? Like, I don't even know another name he could wrestle. Kane? Yeah, maybe. But would that, that would just be... Okay, so yeah, Kurt Hawkins comes out. He He's do, he's doing his facts and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, ben, in the middle of his facts... Right. Ben, yeah, and then he comes out. You get yeah. the Kane music and Kane just choke slams him and he's done. Mm-hmm. So this is like a month-long video tease for a bit on the WWE SmackDown pay-per-view where he's just what, killed dead. What show is big show on? He's on raw, right? Isn't he? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And Mark Henry. Yeah. I think he's on raw. Okay. okay. You don't see him very much these days. Behind to, me, the it seems, to me, it shouts. He gets killed by a big guy, but I, oh, if it's not Apollo Cruz, it's Kane and there's nobody else. I don't think you could kill him with Goldberg. I'll take that. Let's talk about this Goldberg news. Jim Ross is on his uh, on his Twitter feed, coming out strong, basically telling him uh, or telling people that it's a done deal. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg is the planned main event for Survivor Series. Goldberg yeah. and Brock Lesnar Survivor Series because it was so great the first time. Yeah, it sucked the first time. Nobody at Goldberg's age, he can't take that many suplexes. He's coming back for his kids to see him. Why not have him squash someone or uh, anybody, anybody of a level of Bray Wyatt and below? Yeah. Goldberg Bray Wyatt would have been the match. Like I'm I'm not, I'm not saying Goldberg has to go in there and wrestle a Seth Rollins or a Kevin Owens or anything like that. Give him, give him a mid Carter, elevate the mid Carter by just having him in the ring with Goldberg, make it a big deal and let Goldberg do his match. But yes, a Goldberg Brock Lesnar match at this stage. I don't, I don't see it being that great. I don't see it drawing main event interest. And, you know, we, I talk about how it wasn't that great the first time WrestleMania, you know, we had, uh, I retweeted Jim Ross's tweet at shake them ropes. And we got someone replying to us saying that, Hey, the first time it happened, both kind of had their foot out the door and they weren't motivated. So this could be different. I'm like, what? The big memory. Hold on. The big memory coming out of that match was number one. It was so bad that Steve Austin called an audible and stunned everybody involved. Stunned everyone involved. But first of all, it's not different this time. I don't think Goldberg is going to be super motivated to go out there and perform a great wrestling match. He's going out there to let his kids see him wrestle. Brock Lesnar, uh, Brock Lesnar's been motivated in the ring. Yes, he has done some really cool matches, really fun stuff, but they both have their foot out the door. Goldberg isn't coming back for a full-time run. Brock Lesnar won't be seen again until Royal Rumble at the earliest. This is not a different situation. It's them 10 years older. And it's not like WWE treated Goldberg all that well the first time he was in the company. This is an 
this is an absolute marketing ploy for the video game. So hopefully WWE is a little less hands-on with the creative involved with this, and it's more the video game no, they company won't be. calling no, the shots. The video game company isn't calling the shots one bit. One, one second they are not calling this. the shots. I know this, but I, I'd, I'd hope that they'd have some say in it. I'm not even given opposed. that they have to protect their property i'm not even opposed to this being a marketing uh scheme i'm fine with goldberg coming back on on television and so having a match so am i bray wyatt's the i don't guy. want i don't want i don't want him wearing a wig randy orton's you know? the guy <laughs> you know someone else is the guy not brock lesnar i mean it'll get some interest but i just don't see it being you know i'm not that hyped for it i'm not hyped for a goldberg brock lesnar match it no. may be it may even turn out well i'm not gonna be hyped going into it no Maybe that's just me. Maybe the people out there are clamoring for Brock and Goldberg. I don't know. It just seems very odd. Seems very odd to me. Um, I wanted to get a couple of thoughts from you on the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. It is coming back. Uh, It is starting, I believe, uh, tomorrow night on the NXT TV show. Tonight, as most of you will uh, will hear this. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of teams. It's been announced that Hideo Itami is teaming up with Kota Ibushi. So Kota Ibushi is coming back for the Dusty Tag Team Classic. I don't feel that team's going to go extremely far uh, because I don't see Kota Ibushi coming in for that much, but that's, uh, that's one hell of a team. Look look at that field. That field is, is the dregs. (laughs) I mean, it's the absolute dregs for the most part. So I can see him going Uh, at least two rounds. um, Well, at least two rounds. Yes. Two rounds. I'm I'm talking about final four. I'm talking about championship match. I don't see him in the championship match. I don't know if I see him in the final four. You have Sanity in there. You have Cedric Alexander is teaming up with Drew Gulak, right? Uh, something's going on there. Um, uh, no, no. So, yeah, no, you're right. No, is it Cedric and Gulak? Okay. No, I, I don't. You know what? It. You know what? I don't think it is. I know Drew Gulak's in it. I know Cedric's in it. I think Tony Nice and Drew Gulak is the team. Uh, actually, um, Cedric is teaming up with someone else, Rich Swan or uh, Noam Dar or something like that. He's teaming up with somebody. Okay. Uh, the point is, there are a lot of teams in here. There are a lot of teams that I don't feel are going to win this tag team classic, but you never know. This might be a debut vehicle for Sanity. They might go very far in it, for all I know. Uh, Kota Ibushi and Hideo Itami, though, is going to be a fun team. That's going to be a fun tag team match. Whoever they're wrestling, it'll be interesting. The other one, though, Austin Aries is going to be in this tournament. And Austin Aries has a mystery partner. Could this mystery partner, Jeff, be one Roderick Strong? Yes, it could. It very well could. I I would have much rather had Rude and Aries be the team here, but you know what? I'll take what I can get. Although I like the whole Rude and Ty Dillinger deal. Mm. I like that last week on the show. Uh, They're not going to go very far, and it's probably going to build to a singles match, but still, two Canadians battling it out at a Canadian takeover could be pretty amusing, you know? Oh, I know who your team is. Who's my team? Oh, my team. Tino Savitelli. Oh, my team. And oh, Riddick Moss. Yeah. By the way, Cedric Alex- it's Cedric Alexander and uh, Cian Almos. Oh, that's right. And they're they're wrestling on this week's NXT too against the Revival, who are in the tag team classic. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, also a team. Dear God, they have some nothing teams in this thing. Now you got your tag team champions, and you got your tag Ho-ho, team number one contenders. Oh, Loon and Bin Wong and. Well, they'll lose the first match, and that's fine. Heavy machinery. That's okay. The it, Bollywood boys. It's okay. Last year we had freaking Baron Corbin and Rhino, man. Okay. I'm all I'm all for this tag team classic. I'm all for, you know, having guys who are going to definitely lose. The Cruiserweight Classic was awesome. Would you agree? 
Oh yeah. And Guess no, what? This tag 16 match. of the competitors in that classic sucked. Yes. No, I agreed. And the dusty classic was great, especially the takeover that com- combined oh, the semifinals and the finals. That really I mean, was very was good. The coming out party for American good. alpha that weekend. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but no way Jose and rich Swan team dance moves. Oh, geez. Is that a real <laughs> team? I didn't even notice that one. That is a real team. Oh boy. Oh, Lindsay boy. Dorado and Mustafa Ali. Yep, 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 yep. Good for Ali getting a shot in. He was a guy that was an alternate on the Cruiserweight Classic and now is getting a couple of bookings from WWE. This is a guy who is a, uh, you know, has a full-time job in the Chicago area, making the wrestling dream happen when he thought it might have uh, been gone and done. Sure, give me Aries and Roddy. Give me Aries and Roddy and, to win and, it all. And, and have a soft alliance with the Revival. I'd love that little foursome. Let him win it all. Stable. Let him, let him just take it. Roderick Strong is going to be a new dad. Uh, his his fiance, Marina, I think is the name. I forget the yes. name already. Marina Schaefer. Yes. Uh, yes. She is a former UFC fighter, former Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if she was actually in UFC or not. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, congratulations to Roderick Strong. He's going to be a dad, so good for them. Uh, Roderick Strong, uh, hopefully, going to be the Austin Aries opponent because I think that'll be really cool. Those will be some fun matches. This will be a fun tournament. I'm, uh, can't wait can't wait for the shitty little baby oh uh, god Peterson. oh god the little sh- you have to finish that the shitty little baby boots shitty 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 little baby boots. not baby yes there you go i i cut you off before you could get the boots out there i didn't want anyone to misrepresent what you said it is not a shitty little baby it is a shitty little baby boot okay everyone get that straight get that straight our top 100 Match to see before you die from WWE.com this week is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Brother versus brother when brother versus brother was cool. This is the opener to WrestleMania 10 until uh, really uh, this was a match that a lot of people discussed when Daniel Bryan and Triple H happened to open WrestleMania 30. Like what is the best opening match of all time in a WrestleMania? Jeff, would you say this is the top contender or just a top contender? A top contender. What's your number one then? Is it Daniel Bryan Triple H? Possibly. I, I, you know what? I didn't go through all the openers. I'd have to look. But I mean, was there one with? Didn't Benoit open for like the Intercontinental title or U.S. title one year? Maybe the year after he won the world belt. I think he opened the show. Oh, I yeah. thought that was probably a pretty good opener. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero is a match that people yeah. talk about. Uh, Money in the Bank matches have opened uh, the WWE pay per view. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's a top contender. Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Uh, Bret Hart was 36 years old uh, during this match. Uh, again, the same age as the Miz is going to be on Sunday. Bret Hart, Owen Hart, brother versus brother. This was WrestleMania 10. We've done one match from WrestleMania 10 already. It was Scott Hall and HBK, the latter match. This match widely regarded as the other of the two good matches from WrestleMania 10, everything else kind of below par. But Bret Hart would go on to lose this match against his brother, Owen. Owen Hart would get the better of Bret, but Bret would still somehow walk out of this show as the WWE champion, defeating Yokozuna in one of the worst finishes to a oh, match. Oh my God, I've watched this. I fast forward to it. I did it too. It was terrible. I had to. Did you say all the other matches were below par on this card? Because this was the one with the ladder match that we saw. I said everything but the ladder match. Okay. This I, was I, one I, of I, two matches that were good, the other being yes. the ladder match. 
to be clear. Yes. 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 And that and that match was bad. What 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 got me was I watched. Of course, I watched the video package before this, and just how great they paced this story. Yeah. From oh, yeah. Survivor Series to Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. And that's what I want. If you have to cut out half these pay-per-views now, because pay-per-view is no longer an industry to get this kind of build to matches. I want you to do that. WWE. If anybody in Stanford is listening to me and I know you don't Um, because, okay. Starts out at the survivor series where Owen ends up being the only one eliminated from the Hart family because of, of miscommunication with Brett. And he's upset about that. Okay, great. You know what? Maybe we should have a match together to see. Well, I don't want to fight my brother. Wrestling's too violent. I don't want to fight my brother. So they cut this promo on Superstar saying, yeah, it's all good. We've hammered out our differences. We don't know who'd be the best, and I really never want to find out. We're going to go after the tag team titles against the Quebecers. Survivor at uh, Royal Rumble, they have their tag match. Bret Hart's knee gives out or they work on the knee and they end up losing and Owen gets mad again (laughs) and, and beats on Owen or beats on Brett. Sorry. Owen beats on Brett kicks his leg out of his leg. As we like to say, Mm -hmm. Um, and that leads to the build to this match. I, you know what? I love just that progression. That's all I want out of wrestling right now is progression and logic. And I don't get that because there's so much product that they don't do this kind of long-term thinking. The match is very, very good, and it play and it, and it plays back to the knee spot from the Royal Rumble, which I really liked. I liked that a lot. I liked the ending to this tremendously, especially given the SmackDown ending tonight with uh, Jordan against Jey Uso. It's almost very, very similar. He didn't have to hit a finisher to win it. You know, the pacing of the match is very, very simple to me, but it's still it's that good kind of simple where you don't have to do a whole lot to tell a compelling story. Um, and the other thing I noticed from this match that I hadn't noticed before, cause I try and do that is, but pre-match all the agents are standing there in the entranceway and you see Renee Goulet go to sit in the stands there around the handicap section to watch the match. So I was watching him as they always put the hard camera on there to see how he was reacting. He seemed to enjoy the match. So that was interesting to me from a historical perspective, but I like this match, but best opener ever. I I'd have to, I'd have to do more research. I was distracted throughout the, I, I, you know, you've seen this match before. I've seen this match before watching it with a, uh, a more keen eye or just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, you know, find details to discuss about this match. The big thing that stood out to me was everyone's insistence from Vince McMahon on commentary to Tad, to Todd Pettingill backstage to, uh, to the entire announce team. Jerry Lawler trying so hard to get the rocket nickname over for Owen Hart. I mean, you didn't notice it. It sounds like we were, we were talking a little bit before this episode started and I brought it up very casually and you, you didn't seem to notice it. I mean, is this something that I was just perceptive on and maybe not even perceptive on, but just was distracted by when it really wasn't that distracting. Cause you know, every second them calling Owen Hart, the rocket and it's Brett the Hitman Hart and Owen the Rocket Hart. 
And it, it seemed like they were just trying to get this rocket nickname over. And I'm not as familiar with the history about them trying to get this rocket nickname over. Maybe they had just started to try and get him called the rocket. Maybe they were just starting a singles push for the, the Owen Hart character. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it was very distracting listening to commentary. Keep trying to overuse and push this rocket nickname. Oh, and I think I think it was uh, calculated because this is going to be the start of Owen Hart's push away from the Bret Hart name. So I think they were just trying to differentiate him uh, with a nickname, so to speak, because this was the big nickname time, you know, narcissist or right. all American Lex Luger, yeah. Mister Perfect, or Henning. Everybody need that nickname. You need the some. reason you the reason you noticed it more than I did was I tuned out this commentary completely. Cause I thought it was dreadful. Okay. M- McMahon was in big, and I didn't want to know he almost had, you know, his usual cliches, right? Jerry the King Lawler has never done anything for me on this WWE roster ever. But when he came in and started doing his eighth grade humor shtick, I, I thought, you know what? I remember hearing about him. I'd never seen Memphis all that much. I'm thinking, this guy is a legend. Get no. out of here. He sucks. <laughs> and I, I hated him here. I hate him on WWF commentary of all kinds. I cannot stand him, to be honest with you. I just think it's like you, you could take a prepubescent boy, put him in there, and you'd have the same effects. Just, just put them in there. Say, go make fun of people and do it. I, I'm just, I'm not a Jerry Lawler fan here. I love his Memphis stuff. Now that I've finally been able to watch some of the history of Memphis wrestling, mm-hmm. I think he's great there. I want that kind of Jerry Lawler in this booth, but this is the sports entertainment kitty thing. I, I, I think they both detract in their own way from this match. So I watched it twice. I watched it once with commentary, and I watched it once on mute. I enjoyed it far more on mute. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I think I would have too. I didn't watch it without the commentary, but I think I would have enjoyed it that much more. Uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, great match. Uh, it really set the stage for WrestleMania. I just don't think the rest of WrestleMania mm-hmm. kind of delivered. Uh, you know, the latter match was excellent. The main event, that main event finish. Oh boy. Yokozuna is up on the top rope to do his bonsai drop and just loses his balance. Literally the finish looking in the lights. Is oh. that what they said? He, he lost it in the lights. He, he lost, I, I just went, uh, he lost his balance. He falls backwards. They say he hit his head on the ring hit his head. and Bret Hart just rolls him up and pins him. Bret Hart had been dead laying there for the bonsai drop rolls out of the way. When Yokozuna loses his balance and gets the victory to win your world championship on a show where he lost to his younger brother. As crappy as that finish was the finish for Owen Brett was very, very brave, I mm-hmm. thought, in terms of how they did that. They let him, despite cheating earlier, they let Owen just get advantage during a move and pin him clean without it being a finisher or a big moment necessarily. It came out of nowhere. Well, I it thought was, it, well, that, it that came, was fantastic. It came out of nowhere, but you're right. It definitely played in the story because the whole time, Owen Hart is getting the better of Brett, but he can't finish Brett, right? He can't. He doesn't know. He doesn't have the experience to figure out a way to actually get the win there to to finally put his brother away. And then he just uh, he just kind of climbs into a finish, right? So so there he is gaining the experience on how to put away a match because you all thought that, yeah, Owen could get the better of Brett, but Brett's the smart one. He's the older one. He's wiser. He's going to be able to put Owen away. And it didn't yeah, happen and, that way. And Brett's reaction here, I thought was almost perfect. It's like, almost like, yeah, I got outsmarted by my baby brother. Good on him. I guess there, there was a little twinge of a smirk there from Brett Hart post-match. I mean, it wasn't overplayed, but I mean, it was, he was frustrated, but at the same time it was like, now he beat me clean. 
okay. <laughs> I have to move on with my life now because I have a championship match. That was match number 16 on the top 100. We get into the top 15 next week with John Cena versus Brock Lesnar from Extreme Rules 2012. This was Brock Lesnar's return to WWE after a decade, basically, almost a decade, eight years away from WWE. Uh, his last match before that one was against Goldberg as far as WWE matches go. Brock Lesnar, John Cena, number 15 on our top 100 from Extreme Rules 2012 next week. Any Anything you remember specifically from that match before we get into it next week, Jeff? I'm uh, no, because they all run together for me. I was about to ask a dumb question that make it look bad. I go, is this the one where all the suplexes were? But I go, that's not it. That's it's not, not it. the summer. It's not the SummerSlam match where they had the chain around nope. the fist. It is the uh, was... steel steel steps AA in the center of the ring. Oh, okay. That's well, then that's the what match. I remember that. The match where everyone was wondering how the hell did Brock come back to lose to John Cena? Yes, no, that's the part I remember. I remember it's like, yeah, they build him as, and he lost. What? We'll talk about it next but week the, too. It, yeah. It's also the one where after the show goes off the air, uh, John Cena actually it may have been on the regular show. We're gonna have to figure this out by watching it uh, again next week. But John Cena gives like a a going away speech afterwards. So not only are we questioning why Brock Lesnar lost in his return, but why would Brock Lesnar lose if John Cena is going away due to injury? Right, and he doesn't have Heyman at this point either. This is the point where That's they decide right. to bring back Heyman. Because right? Heyman's with okay. CM Punk. Yeah. Heyman's with CM Punk first. Then they do with the CM Punk Brock stuff, and that's when Paul Heyman's allegiances uh, go away. Uh, last thing I wanted to get into, sir, I <laughs> sent in my Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame ballot. And I wanted to let really, you know. Really, you want to troll me. You want to troll me here, do you? I wanted to let you know, sir. I voted for Sting! Here it comes again lunch will it be the same old same old or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new jamaican jerk turkey sub at firehouse subs freshly sliced smoked turkey breast craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of caribbean seasoning just 555 for a medium save time order the new jamaican jerk turkey sub on the firehouse subs app firehouse subs enjoy more subs save more lives participating locations limited time only plus tax prices may vary for delivery Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.